We're going to go on this morning here without a motion to serve. Yes, sir. We pray that you all join in with us here with uplifted voices. And yes. Let's have a Holy Ghost good time in the name of our Lord. And Thank Savior. you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Jesus on the mainline, tell him what you want. Jesus on that main line, tell him what you want. You ought to call him up and tell him what you want. Oh, Jesus on that main line, tell him what you want. Oh, Jesus on that main line, tell him what you want. I say, Jesus on that Children of the heavenly king, yes, Lord. they speak their joy. Yes,
may speak their jaws abroad. Yes. And everything will be all right. Yes. 
Somebody can come crying out of your Can't hold on no longer. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Knowing that you got all power in your hands. Yes, Lord. God, you got healing power. Yes. You got sanctifying power. You got saving power. You got all power in your hands. Yes. Have your way, Lord. I know, Father. I'm walking up this morning. Somebody needs you for one thing, Lord. For another, but Lord God, we all need you this morning. Lord God, bless is only you can bless. Save is only you can save. Yeah. Let your will be done. Please, Lord. Not our will, Lord, but your will. Your will. Your will be done, and everything will be all right. Yeah. Have your way, Lord. Right now. Have your way, Lord. Right now. We just want to tell you thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for the shot that you placed over this part. Yes. Lord, give him a word this morning. Yes. Lord, give him a word. Lord, give him a this morning. Somebody standing in need of one thing, Lord. Somebody standing in need of another. Yes. We all need you, Lord. We all need you. We come need you. And depending on your almighty word, have your way. Have your way. And we intend to be strong and give you all the honor. Glory and praise. Yes. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Don't you let the
going to bring an end to our devotional service this morning, but not to our praise. We now turn the remainder of the service over to the hands of the poet. May God continue to smile and bless each and every one of these mighty Father's children. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you.
I did. He's good all the time, and all the time he's good, y'all. Let's stand to your feet and join us in our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. <coughs> God, 
how excellent is your name in all the earth. Father God, you kept us once again from Sunday to Sunday, and we just want to say thank you. You've protected us from danger, seen and unseen. Father God, you've been better than us than we've been to ourselves. We wouldn't even think about you. You had us on your mind. And you had your arm of love and protection around us. We thank you for being a faithful God. We thank you for being a merciful and loving God. You give us new mercies each and every day. And we thank you for that. Father God, we thank you for the blood of your son called Jesus. You were his mighty and powerful majestic blood that covers us, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And Father God, covers us when you look at us, you don't see our raggedy stuff, but you see the blood of your son Jesus. We thank you, God. We thank you for the privilege that we can approach, approach your throne boldly with a right and a privilege to inquire of you, talk to you, give our requests to you. Father God, we know that you already know what's going on with us, but Father God, we know that you like to hear from us. And we thank you that we can pray unto you, our Lord and our Savior. We thank you. So Father God, right now, somebody needs you for one thing and somebody needs you for another. Father God, right now, whatever it is, we know that you're more than able to deliver us. Father God, we ask for you that you remember our sick, our shuddered, and those that are amongst us don't feel very good. Father God, we know that by your stripes, we are healed. We know that all sickness are not under death. And Father God, we know that some sickness is so that you can get all the glory. So Father God, right now we ask you to strengthen your people in the midst of it. Right now in the name of Jesus. If you got caregivers taken care of, oh Father God, we ask that you guide the hearts and minds of those doctors, those physicians right now. Father, and those caregivers. If you do that, oh Father God, we know everything will be just all right. Father God, we don't even strive for them. Father God, let it work all together for their good. Right now, because we know that you're an all-knowing, all-seeing God. You provided men, us, your people, the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to take care of your people. So we ask that you bless right now, right in our name of Jesus. We don't know how you're going to do it, but Father God, we know that you know all well and two bodies to make our stay. So have your way right now. Have your way, Father God. You know, you're one of them suffering from, Father God. Heal their bodies right now. Not for our sake, but for your name's sake. So that you can get the glory. Father God, right now, someone is in the midst of financial struggle. Someone in the midst of a decision being made on their finances. But Father God, right now, we know that you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. So we come to you, Father God, the only way we know how to go. In your house, there are many mansions. If you would have not so, you would have told us so. So, Father God, move on our behalf right now. Move on their behalf right now. Father God, raise up and stand against that spirit of poverty and failure in the life of your people right now. Sometimes, oh God, right now, the more we pray, seems like the more hell breaks loose. We ask, so, Father God, to make a way out of nowhere. Move by your spirit. Break every stronghold, destroy every shackle right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, it seems like it's not one thing, it's another. Father God, you said in your word that you will work all things together, Father. You say your word will never return unto your word. You, Father God, you're read in your word that you're not a man that can lie. You don't have that ability. You said that you speak it, 
it will be a covenant. If it's not operating, it will create itself because you spoke a creative word. We ask, oh God, right now that you bless your people right now so that when the world look at us, they can say, what a mighty God we serve. Father God, right now, we ask right now that some of us are under spiritual attack right now. We ask, oh Father God, right now that you let the blood of your son Jesus come against every foul and malignant spirit that comes around your people right now. Back up Satan right now from them, Father God. We rebuke him right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we know that his days are numbered. He knows it. And he's trying to pull us down. But Father God, we ask that while we are in the battle, that you raise us standing like you said against him right now. If we're going through a flood, you said you would not let it drown us. If we're walking through the fire, you said that the fire would not burn your people. But Father God, don't let your people give up in the middle of the fight. Father God, encourage them, strengthen them, prop them up on every leading side. Right now, in the mighty and majestic name of your son, Jesus. Father God, we know we rest not against flesh and blood, but, but against spiritual wickedness and principalities in high places. So have your way in our life. We're not scared, Lord Jesus. We know that you got all power in your hand. You come get the grave. You come get death. Father God, you did it for our sake. And that's why we're calling upon your name. If you have your way, Father God, you have your way. We'll be so very careful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. We ask you, oh God, right now that you don't let us wait till the storm is over. That you give us a spirit of thankfulness while we're going through the mess right now. Father God, give your people a spirit of praise. Because we know when the praises go up, the blessings will come down. Bless New Jerusalem. Enlarge this territory right now. And Father God, right now, make us strong soldiers in your army. If you do this, you're so amazing, Father We'll be so very careful to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord say, Amen. Amen. And come with
joy of our salvation. To God be all the glory. Good morning, family. Good morning, family. And we say good morning to our Facebook family as well. We are so glad you are here in the sanctuary with us this morning and online with us. Our sincere thanks go out to all of our members who participated last Sunday in our church's 57th anniversary. It was a wonderful day in the Lord, and we were truly blessed, and we give God all the praise and glory. Amen. Absolutely. He is worthy to be praised. We want to remind you that prayer meeting and Bible study will be held this Tuesday night, March 28th at 6 p.m. on our conference line, which is on the back of your program. And we should all know that number by heart now. Amen. Uh, next Sunday, well, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and it's also Communion Sunday as well. So we would just like to remind all of our officers, uh, we know that it's um, Palm Sunday and Communion Sunday, but please... Officers, women, wear your white. Men, please wear your black suits or dark suits for communion. You may um, grace your white ladies with your green facades that we used last week for representing Palm Sunday. We have a, a available uh, additional uh, facades if you desire. We thank you so much for adhering to that. Um, the youth will meet with the directress, directress Sister Brown immediately following the service for a brief moment. Amen. We want to continue to pray for Brother Isaiah, who is in the hospital. Keep him lifted up in prayer. We want to uh, pray for Mother um, Thomas, who has that in her family right now. So let's keep that family in prayer. We are asking special prayer for the um, Irma Thomas family uh, as they just experienced death and I just learned this morning that there was another family member, a cousin who passed away as well. So we want to remember them in our prayers. Ms. Bernice has sent the church a beautiful thank you card that says thank you. God bless you abundantly for your thoughtfulness during our time of bereavement. And of course we are continuing to lift her up in her entire family in prayer. We ask that you continue to pray for all of the sick shut in. Remember um, as well, Deacon Johnson and Brother Sheffield, keep them lifted up in prayer. We're going through a season right now, but we know prayer works to God and all the glory. We're so happy to see all of you in the service this morning, and we say to God be the glory. Pray for our pastor and the ministerial staff, and for each and every one. Just keep the prayer wheel turning. Well, today is the last Sunday in the month for celebrating Women's History Month, and today's empowering quote to women is, a woman is like a tea bag. You can't tell how strong she is until you put her in hot water. Amen. I hope you got that. Amen. Now we're turning it back over to the hands of the pastor. That's all right. Ain't that all right? Yeah. Got some strong sisters around my hip. Amen. Get them where credit is due. Amen. Amen. 
we're going to thank God right now for what our eyes have heard, heard, and heard, and eyes have seen, and ears have heard so far. Going to according to announcements. I don't have to read them. She did it so eloquently. Remember Bible study, of course. We thank everyone for church anniversary. We had a grand time last Sunday. Be sure that we sure have a really grand time. It was one long to be remembered. Of course, this is the last Sunday for Women's Month, but we know we won't, we won't not in New Jerusalem. We know the significance of women here and the Jerusalem Southern Passengers. Where would the church be without you all? And where would they order our life be without you all? You know what I'm Okay? Remember Palm Sunday and all that good stuff, right? Amen? Amen. Yeah. from grand time as we move into our Palm Sunday and our resurrection service. I'm going to pray for our sick and our children, Dean Johnson, who is doing his annual thing. He does in the hospital and that's where he's in. He is right now. Uh, remember all of the Reed family. I was able to take time yesterday and go and visit my brother Isaiah in the hospital. I had a chance to see him. When I went in and I told him, you know, pastor's going to climb wherever he go. So I told him, I said, Isaiah, stop playing around. Take his mask off your face and let's get out of here. I said, well, you got to sing tomorrow, you know. He was laughing at me. He looked at me like, really? And I said, yeah, really. But I was, he was happy to uh, sit down and talk with me, and we, he was still his soul self. He's not, God ain't going to take him away no time soon, but we just need to pray for him to his body recuperates. Amen? Amen. His body recuperates. Sometimes we just need to slow ourselves down. <laughs> slow ourselves down and just rest. And that's what he needs to do so he recuperates. Amen? Amen. He'll be just fine. Prayer still works, y'all. Prayer still works, especially in this church. Prayer still works. We must pray. At the time, at the time like this, we need to be praying. And don't take it for granted. It ought to be, it ought to be automatic. Anything when you move, anything you do, you ought to just be trying to pray about it. Okay? You ought to just pray about it. Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't think I see any visitors in the sanctuary today. Uh, we thank all those who are visiting with us and listening to us online, on the phone line, on Facebook. We, I'm so glad so many of you continue to come into the sanctuary. Amen? Amen. Amen. And that's good that you are practicing wearing your mask. It's very important. Because uh, your mask don't, uh, don't necessarily uh, have to be anything wrong with you, but it's good to do it. Amen? It's Amen. Good. It's good to do it. we got our social distance going. Just take care of each other. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm glad to see everyone here as well in that sense. Amen. I think I've covered everything. I've said enough. Now it is offering time. The Bible says, bring your tithes to the storehouse so that they meet in my house. It says, poop in our child of God, sit out and open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot receive. Giving us a part of worship. We thank God. We thank God that we have this opportunity to give back him that he has given us. And we know he says, and the Bible says that, that the Bible says, he says, prove me now, child of God, and see that I open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. He says, try me, prove me. All things will work out if we just try me. We need to call those things that are not as if they are. Amen? Amen. And God will take care of us. I'm a living witness of that. I'm not telling you what I've read. I'm telling you what I've practiced and I know. Amen. Amen. You bless this offering in advance. Deacon Cook, Dr. Jenkins. Amen. Let's bless this offering in advance, y'all.
Oh, Father God, right in the name of Jesus, we ask you to bless this offering. Father God, as your people give unto you, Father God, they'll be obedient to your commands and your directives in your word. You said, try me, prove me, and see not you open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we cannot receive. We thank you for that, because we know you're a good God, and you're just looking out for us all the time. So we want to try to be obedient as we can. Father God, everyone's not in that position that they aren't even in a position to give, but they're going to walk by faith and not by sight. And call those things that are not as if they are. So we actually come up against the spirit of poverty and failure. We do it right now. Let the spirit of prosperity and success breathe in the lives of your people. Work all things together for them. Turn around the situation and work it out for their good. Let this offering be used for the benefit and the upbuilding of your kingdom. And when given days are over, honey, Father, save us a place anywhere in this place will be just all right with us. All the love the Lord say amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Church stand, come from the back.
Create in me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. Oh, bless your name today for repentance. Bless your name for the sacrifice that you made at Calvary. And we thank you for reconciliation. We pray right now, oh God, uh, that we just rejoice in your joy. A joy that's not contingent on circumstances, but on a resurrected, crucified and resurrected Christ. We pray now, oh God, that you'll touch each heart, anoint each tongue, help us be prepared in the power of the Spirit to hear your messenger come and proclaim the word of God. Bless him, oh God. We ask as we ask always, anoint him afresh. Enable him and all of us to put away self and just remove all uncleanness and move in the power of the Spirit. Preaching the word and we receiving it and we being convicted that we might repent if we have sin and we know that we all have some. But a blessed conviction if there be anyone in the house that does not know Jesus in the pardon of their sin, we pray that they might be convicted to the point that they receive Jesus and receive the adoption, receive the justification. Bless now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
we go to 14 through 17 of Romans chapter 8. <laughs> Bring this amen. amen. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified with him. And we know that God's word is already blessed. There's now therefore no condemnation Amen? Amen. Take your seats in the presence of the Lord, please. <clears throat> As the Apostle Paul moves deeper into this eighth chapter of the book of Romans, he is continuing to illustrate the superiority of life in the Spirit. Paul has already spoken to us about deliverance. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Paul moves from deliverance to difference that the spirit makes in the life of the believer. In Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 13. Y'all still with me? The spirit makes a difference in our mind because the battle is either won or lost in the area of our thinking. For as a man thinketh, so is he. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Spirit makes a difference in our mind. He makes a difference in our motives. He makes a difference in our members. And now Paul moves from deliverance, difference, to our delight in the Holy Spirit. Imagine, imagine being born into a family that is destitute. A family that is poverty-stricken. Imagine being born into a family that is dysfunctional and doomed. A family with no hope, no prospects for the future. A family that is hopelessly bankrupt. And now imagine a wealthy man comes along and invites you to become a part of his family. No strings attached. Nothing you need to bring to the table. He just wants you in his family because he chose you. You are immediately taken from bankruptcy to unusual wealth and riches. Brothers and sisters, that's not imaginary. That's not make-believe. 
That's actually is what happens when we become children of God. He rescues us, Sister Fergo, from our bankrupt condition and places us immediately into his incalculable wealth because now we are children of God. And as children of God, we are heirs, and as heirs, we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are immediately moved from poverty to riches, from bankruptcy to wealth, from dysfunction, despair, and doom to a delightful life that belongs to every Christian who trusts in Jesus Christ. Let's shout a minute up in here. All right. About how God delivers us. How God pardons us. From the condemnation of our past. He does it first of all in verses 14 and 15 of the text. Through this business called adoption. Are y'all with me still? It is right here in the text. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you to have not received the spirit, because you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. There are some things we need to shout about in this text. We have, first of all, a new family, Sister Thomas. Y'all with me? And those of us who are in the, in, in the family start to act like the family. We start to talk like the family. Whatever family you are or what you are born into, invariably and without even trying, you will automatically and without even thinking about it, assume the family's characteristics. Some of the things that are done in your family, you unconsciously do some of the things that was done when you were growing up in your family. And the older you get, the more you begin to sound like your mother. You begin to sound like your father or whoever raised you. Whoever you are around the most, church, you start to sound like that person. You start saying things that you used to hear them say. And the older you get, the more sense your parents begin to make. I find myself saying stuff that my daddy said all the time. Or used to say. Because when you're in a family, you pick up family characteristics. When you are in a family of God, you pick up family characteristics. You start loving like a family. You start caring like a family. You start walking and acting like who adopted you. Are y'all with me? We're in this new family. And then in this new family of adoption, we have a new father. The word adoption means to place as the son. Y'all with me? It means to place as the son. Now here these brothers, here's brothers and sisters, in the ancient world, which Paul was speaking from at two, the family was based on the Roman law called Patria Protestants. Patria, excuse me, Patria Protestants. Patria Protestant means the father is the sole authority, has sole authority over the child. The law gave the father absolute authority over his family for as long as the father lived. He had complete authority 
No matter how old the child got, the father had all the power over their personal and their property rights. Are y'all with me? He could decide if his children would be put to death. He could decide if they were sold into slavery. He could decide whether he worked because he had patria, protestos, absolute authority over his family. When we come into the family of God, he has absolute authority over our personal and our property rights. Yeah. Yeah. God, you can sound about this. As a matter of fact, God says, you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Can I get a witness on that? Three things happened in the Roman adoption that should give us cause to shout this morning. The adopted child was adopted permanently. He could never be excommunicated from the family. And once you become a child of God, you are in his family permanently. You are eternally secure. The second thing, the adopted child immediately had all the rights and privileges of children who were born legitimately in the family. There was no seniority. There was nobody saying, you just got here last week and you don't have as, much, as many rights and privileges as I do. Anybody in the family adopted by the father had the same rights as everybody in the family who had been there 40 years. Can I help us with that a little bit? There's no seniority in church. There's no high seats and low seats at the church. There's no big I and no little you at the church. All of us are on the same level because all of us have the same adoption. I'm in the book, y'all. The Word of God is an excellent commentary on the Word of God. You remember reading the passage of Scripture? I know we got some Bible readings here. In Matthew chapter 20, beginning at verse 1, where Jesus told a story about this landowner who went out early in the morning looking for workers to hire. He hired some at 6 o'clock in the morning, and then he hired some at 9 o'clock. He hired some at 12 o'clock. There was work still to be done. All right. So he went out at 3 o'clock and got some more workers. Then he went back out at 5 o'clock when there was only one hour left of to work and got some more workers. Uh -huh. All of them were in the vineyard working. Yeah. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Stay with me now. And when it got time to pay, he lined everybody up at the pay window. And those who were hired at 6 in the morning thought they should have been paid more than the ones who were hired at 5 o'clock. But everybody received the same payment. When the ones who were hired at 6 a.m. in the morning looked at their money and said, wait a minute, we got here early. We bore the burdens in the heat of the day. We ought to be paid more than the ones who just got here. But you know what the landowner say? Y'all know who the landowner is, right? That's the Lord. The landowner said, wait a minute. It's mine to pay. I want, it's mine to pay. It's mine what I want to pay. And you agreed on this amount. In other words, people who just got in here last month is just as safe as you would have been for the last 40 years. Y'all got a shot. Not one of us is any taller than any of us because all of us are sinners saved by grace. And then the adopted child, here it is, completely 
lost all of his rights to the old family. All the old debts were canceled. All the old obligations were paid. They were forgotten. They were wiped clean because he's now in a new family. Are y'all walking with Pastor? Let me try to exegete and illustrate this text. Dr. Henry Wright, who was the dean of chapel at Bishop College, Dungeons, he formerly pastored at Cornerstone Baptist Church of Christ in Brooklyn. He is now retired. He had a son named after him, Harry S. Wright Jr. Harry Jr. had gone to Mohouse College. His sisters had went to Spelman and graduated. But he went to Mohawk, and again he went to the Naval Academy. Harry Jr. became an officer in the Naval Academy. After he served his time in the Navy, he got out and became an investment banker in Boston. But Harry S. Wright Sr., his father, knew that God was calling his son to preach. And Harry Jr. was unsettled in his spirit by his career because he knew he had a call on his life and the ministry. It was, it was bothering him. But he didn't know how to get about, go about doing it or answering the call. So his father, Harry Wright Sr., called his son, Jr., to come to New York. Harry said, let me, get, let me help you get your spirit right. I know God is calling you to preach. And he said, I know God has some things for you to do. I need you to take a leave of absence from your investment banker job. A leave of absence. Henry Smith said, come down here to New York, and we're going to get your spirit right. Harry Jr. quit his job. He quit his job. His father told him to take a leave of absence. But children never do what we tell them to do. Ain't that right? He quit his job, came down to New York. Harry said, okay, Harry, sit down and tell me everybody you owe. He said, you can't go to seminary unless you have a clean slate. I don't want you worrying about nothing. Tell me everybody you owe. So Harry Jr. sat down in his father's office and wrote down everybody that he owed and everybody that he was indebted to. Harry Wright Sr., his father, wrote them a letter. And the letter said this. This is Harry S. Wright Sr. I'm writing on behalf of Harry S. Wright Jr. This is what he, he says he owes you. And I'm sending you a check for that amount. Don't call him because he doesn't have any money. I'm Harry Wright Sr. paying the debt for Harry S. Wright Jr. He doesn't have any money. He quit his job. I'm paying his debt. This is what he says he owes you. If he owes you any other than that, you, that he says, don't call him. He don't got no money. Call me. I'm Harry Wright Sr. paying off the debt for Harry Wright Jr. I now take responsibility for his debt. Can Pastor help him with that illustration? One Friday on a hill called Calvary, Jesus signed my IOU. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. But Jesus washed it. He washed it, Sister Amy. He washed it white as snow. Jesus did all of that. Jesus told a story about this certain Samaritan in the Bible who put this man on his beast. 
and brought him to the inn and told the innkeeper to take care of him. And when I come back, the Samaritan said, if he owes you anything else, don't charge him. I will pay the tab. That's what God did for us on the cross. He paid our tab with Jesus on the cross. Because we got rights. I'm talking about adoption here. I was bankrupt, sister, sister Jenkins. I wish I had a window. I, I was lost on my way to hell. But Jesus came and sacrificed his life as a ransom for my sin. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And here's the gospel. All we like sheep have gone astray, but God has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Harry S. Wright Jr. said, this is what Harry S. Wright Jr. says he owes. Don't call him. He ain't got no money. Call me. Whatever he owes, I'll pay because I now am responsible for all his debts. Jesus became responsible. I owed a debt I could not pay. But one Friday, he paid my debt. Can I get a witness in here? That he did not owe. He signed my IOU. The old debt is canceled. The old obligation has been forgiven because I am now in a new family. Brothers and sisters, not only do I have a new family and a new father, but I have a new freedom. Let's see if I can help us with that. The word and in verse number 15, and verse 15 says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Are y'all with me? Let me give you an old acronym of saying for fear. And whenever you feel fearful, pull out this saying, this acronym for fear, and it'll help you every time. Here's the acronym for fear, and the saying that will help you every time you feel like your salvation is in trouble, that you are lost. Every time you feel that you can't make it another day, let me tell you what fear is. Fear is false expectations appearing real. Fear is false expectations appearing real. That's all it is. False expectations appearing real. Because 90% of the stuff you fear never comes to pass. 90% of the stuff you're scared of is never going to happen. It's a false expectation appearing real. It looks like it's going to overwhelm you. It looks like it's going to take you under. But I read somewhere in the Bible that says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God will raise a standard against him. Didn't I just pray to y'all let y'all know that he said, though you walk through the flood, you will not drown. Though you go through some fire, you will not be burned. Am I going to believe the report of the Lord? Or am I going to believe what the world says? It looks like it's going to tear your life up. No, it's not. But it's just fear. We've been free from the bondage of fear. We are free from the bondage of fear. We've been free from the bondage of fear a long time. So now we don't have fear. We don't just we don't have to just crawl up to God. We don't have to crawl up to God like we're scared. We stand boldly and say, Abba Father. Abba Daddy. That's what it means. Abba Daddy. He's not a stranger anymore. He's our daddy. He's not anyone to be feared. He loves us like a dad. He loves his child. That's good news. I don't have to stand afar off. I no longer have to be frightened and fearful of what God is going to do to me because of my sins. 
Here's my daddy. He loves me like a daddy. And because he loves me so much, he took care of my sins so he would not have to punish me. He sent Jesus, Sister Furlow, to die for my sins so he wouldn't have to punish me. My brothers and sisters, you need to get this. There's a difference between discipline and punishment. Mm. There's a difference between discipline and punishment. Punishment comes from anger and bitterness and something inside you that you're taking out on another person and it leads to abuse. But discipline comes out of love. And I never understood that until I became a father. My grandmother used to tell me all the time, Muhammad, Muhammad, she used to say, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And I said to myself, really? That isn't true? Because if that were the case, then whip yourself. <laughs> you don't have to kill me. Just whip yourself. If it's going to hurt you, it's going to hurt, hurt me. To beat me, put it on yourself. Uh-huh. I said that. I got to be worse that day. Uh-huh. But then this one for me, her discipline for me was born out of love. Not to see me going in the wrong direction. God loves us so much, he disciplines us to keep us from going in the wrong direction. Punishment is for people who don't trust God. Did I just say something? Punishment is for people who don't trust God. Discipline is for people who God loves. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens them. He disciplines, he keeps them in the family because he's adopted them. (laughs) We no longer have the spirit of fear because perfect love casts out fear. I don't fear like I fear. I don't fear God like I fear the heights. I don't fear God like I fear feel like I'm at a plane crash. I don't fear God because I, I, I fear snakes. I fear God with reverence. I fear God with, with his worship, his honor. I bow down. I bow down humbly in his presence because he's the one to be feared, yes. to be all inspired by yes. because there's nobody like him. Nobody. There's none like God. Like what y'all saying? Right. I can have it by myself. Y'all can not speak the French this morning. There ain't none like him. We've been free from the bondage of fear. Then verse 16 moves from adoption in 14 and 15 to this matter of assurance. Assurance in verse 16. The spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. His spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. I don't always act like he tells me to act. I don't always sound like I'm a child of God. I don't always walk like I'm a child of God. I don't always talk like I'm a child of God. But his spirit bears witness with my spirit that he loves me and he has adopted me. I'm trying to help somebody up here today. Listen, there's a difference between being born and adopted. Y'all know that, right? There's a difference between being born and adopted. Because a child is born to you, you got to bring him home. You born him, you got to bring his little self home. But a child you adopt, you got to go and get him and bring him home. Y'all with me? God came and got me. 
night that brings us down. What you talking about? God came in. He came and got me. God came and followed me, Dr. Jenkins. God came and picked me up. <coughs> God came and rescued me, and he didn't have to do it. You have to take a child home that's yours, but you don't have to take a child home that's not yours. Love makes you go and get what doesn't belong to you. Love makes you go and get what does not belong to you. That's what God did in Jesus did in Jesus Christ. He came and found me in my sin. What I love about being a Christian and what I love about Jesus Christ is that He didn't wait for me to get it together. <laughs> he didn't wait for Clark to get it together. He came and got me in my raggedy, wretched, low down self. He didn't wait for me to get my act together or pull myself together. Because if you could get yourself together, there'd be no need for church or God. He came and got right in the middle of your mess and adopted you into his family. Let me share something with y'all. Dr. Jenkins, the Muslims say, once you pull yourself up and together, then come over and meet us and we'll help you to stay on the straight and narrow. That's what the Muslims say. Uh-huh, I know, I know they do. The Jehovah Witness and the Hindu say, once you find enlightenment and once you find peace at the center, then come over and join us and we'll keep you straight. Once you get yourself out of this, they say, come on, meet us, and then you can join our religion. But Jesus gets in the ditch with you. Jesus gets in the ditch with me. He gets some dirt on him, some filth on him. He doesn't wait for you to get up. He helps you get yourself up.
Every child receives an equal inheritance. We are joint heirs. That's what the scripture is teaching us right here. We are joint heirs. Listen. The same thing Jesus has, I have it. Y'all heard me? Y'all heard me? Think about that. The same privilege Jesus had with God, we got it. The scripture says we are joint heirs. Not we a third. Not we don't get a little bit if they trick us out of it. No. When God sees me, he sees Jesus. I still don't think you got me. The way God looks at Jesus is the way God looks at me. So then, watch this. When I get to heaven, Dr. Jenkins, and Jesus and I are walking down the streets of gold, the angels won't know which one who is which. Because I'm a joint heir. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Can I get to see? I gotta get out of here. I have y'all long enough. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Purchase of God, born of the Spirit, the infernal. Washed in his blood. Perfect submission. Perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my side. Angels descending. Bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. Perfect submission, all is at rest, is the fellow. I am my Savior, happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This is my story. This is my song. Can I get a witness over here? Praising, praising y'all. God is feeling me. Praising my Savior. Working, 
He said, you ought to suffer no style. He said, you wear glasses because you're over 40. He said, you ought to thank God. Because you know why? I asked. When I became a minister, Deacon Dr. James, I, said, I, I prayed to God like Paul three times. Can't you take it away from me? Right, right. I prayed for other people that are here. Why you can't hear? God said, my grace, my grace. is sufficient. It's sufficient for you. Yeah. He said, you can have the thing I can keep. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. God said, you are a child. I chose you. You are joint heir with my son, Jesus Christ. All you got to do is try to walk and be obedient to my will. Don't you know, son, that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and have the light in his way. I'll keep you in perfect peace if you just keep your mind staying on it. Be not transformed to this world, but re-transform your mind and renew it in the spirit. Walk by faith and not by sight, God, and I will take care of you. I thank you unto them who are in
that which has been commanded by the word of God and yet this room at the cross for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank God for visiting the Holy Spirit. Thank God for his word. Thank God for his word. His word is just such a powerful thing. It's all right, all by itself. You don't add nothing Amen. to the word of God. All we gotta do is just leave the way it is. Amen. Thank God's word. Just go forward with power with might. And well, all my hearts and minds are ready to be ready to go. Amen. Now and forevermore. And let the church say, God.